0: Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope, no joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and he showed me I was wrong. Now I know I'm on the winning side. Straight and narrow way, I was drifting every day out upon the waters deep and wide. But it all is over now. Glory light is on my brow, and my soul is on the winning side. I gave him full control, and he placed me on the winning side. Truth and right, praise the Lord. Lord, I'm on the winning side.
1: if God's not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. Amen. Victory was won at Calvary 2,000 years ago. And I'm glad I'm there today. I'm excited about going to heaven, but until then, I'm pretty thrilled about the, the journey. It's, it's uh, being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a heaven to go to heaven in, and I thank the Lord for it. And I've enjoyed all the messages, and then you're going to hear some good preaching the remainder of this meeting. steward it's required there's some things that aren't required some things that talent comes and skill but it's required that you be found faithful no option that he's a faithful man and I'm looking across his room seeing some but brother I mean good people good men and I'm glad brother Tracy Fowler's a friend of mine faithful been there a long time doing the right thing and I praise the Lord and some of you other men and you're from Kentucky brother I knew my spirit was bearing witness with you Seven, verse 23. <clears throat> now I'd like to speak about 15 minutes. I never have done it, but I've always wanted to. I, <laughs> y'all heard all of them, but that one old man is preaching, kept on preaching, man. I mean, 30 minutes went by, 45 minutes, about an hour went by, and he just kept on preaching. And finally a woman said towards On to that side, kept on preaching, kept on preaching. She said, Preach on Pharaoh. He just went on another hour, 15 minutes, an hour and a half. When he got through preaching, as tradition is, he was shaking hands at the back door, and that lady came by and he said, Well, we're glad you came this morning. He said, I couldn't understand what you were saying a while ago. And she said, I said, Preach on Pharaoh. And he said, My name's not Pharaoh. She said, Oh, yes, it is, because you won't let God's people go. But <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, uh, things are not always the way they appear to be. Uh, oh, preacher was preaching. The devil come walking through the back door. And when he did, scared the preacher to death. The devil come walking down the aisle, and the preacher just said, oh over to an older man about your weight sitting where you are and the devil went and said Aah. and that man just said oh. and the devil turned over at the piano player and went over there and said and that piano said oh gosh ran out the building and he went back down to that older man again and he went to that old man sister passed on the platform that didn't want to burn I mean, just breathe fire at him. That sister passed just took off and gone. went back to that old man and said, S-s-s-s-s-s-s-s. he said, doesn't that scare you? He said, no. I said, I've been married to your sister for 40 years. I like that one. You can get used to it. There's an account given in Psalms 107 verse 23 of they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep for he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifted up the waves thereof and they mount up to heaven and they go down again to the depths and their soul is melted because of trouble. Have you ever They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits' end. And then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Praise God. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still. And then are they glad because they be quiet so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight and it would seem to the onlooker, maybe those that aren't familiar or even those who have become too familiar with the things of God that we just pray a prayer at a certain time as, as a ritual. But Lord, I do stand where flesh would fail me and you know even now of the body and mind and Lord I'm asking you to do what man cannot do, what medicine cannot do, what manipulation can't do. I pray you'd touch me and illuminate my mind and Lord give me Holy Ghost unction tonight and just as I desire to be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight to preach, I pray you'd cultivate an appetite for spiritual things. There are people who are here tonight out of habit. They're here because they're supposed to be and I appreciate their loyalty and I appreciate their discipline. Then there are those who are here probably maybe lost and uh, they're just wishing this thing to hurry up and get over with. But then there's a crowd here. There's an element amongst this crowd that are hungry and thirsting righteousness, and they want something. And I pray God you'd feed them and let us make a difference like that servant master relationship. And let us give an example for the following generation to see. And Lord, fill us, use us, and uh, thank you for this place and and its history. And I pray you'd give it length of days until the trumpet sounds. And even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May long live old-time religion unto then, I pray. Amen. Amen. This is an account given of those who successfully made it through rough voyages, I mean, they're going down into the sea. That's scary enough for me. When I can't see land, somebody say amen. I mean, some of you must love it out there. Man, I I, I don't trust a compass. Help me now. And uh, when, when I lose sight of the coastline, I'm getting real nervous. man. I mean, I usually fish off the bank. Can I get a witness right there? But these go down and they do business in those great waters. And trouble comes and hardship comes. And as the as the cliche goes, they live happily ever after. It all turns out okay. That's good. I wish that was the end of every story. In fact, when we read the New Testament, we hear of the disciples through the many storms, and oftentimes those synoptic accounts, it gives the story, and they got on the sea there at Galilee, at Gennesaret, and and a storm rose up, and man, they were fearful. The Bible said in Mark chapter 6, I believe he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And I mean, they down in the bottom, and they're wondering, man, Do you care not, we perish. And and the end result of that, there again, is one of those, you know, I mean, the good guys always win. Amen. And they come out on, and it said, and when they reach the other side, and I believe there's a misunderstanding. Conception among Bible-believing Baptists that it always turns out good. I wished I was here with a happy ending all the time. Now, we understand that Revelation 4-1, she's gonna get pretty happy from there. Yeah. Amen, this is not all there is to it. 1 yeah. Corinthians 15 said, if in this life only we have hope, we're of all men most miserable. And I got hope beyond the grave, praise yeah. God. Yeah. Now, Titus said, I'm looking for the blessed hope. And the glory appearing by a great God. By the way, I'm a pre-tribulation rapture. and if you're not, you will be when the trumpet sounds, Amen. God. Amen. You can hang around for three and a half, you can endure all seven, but I'm pulling out on the first load, praise Amen. God. Amen. And I saw a door open in heaven. Old Revelator saw a big old door. By the way, that door's still open. Amen. I believe that church A's fixed to shut up, though. If I was here lost, I wouldn't gamble on tomorrow. I'd get saved while that door's open because she's gonna close for too long. But these people are successful, and that's really the 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 mindset of who I pastor. They always just think it's it's gonna turn out all right. It's always gonna end with a happy song and, and the cowboy's gonna ride away with the pretty girl as they go towards the sunset. Amen. With a dip of skull in his mouth. Somebody say amen. That would make it better. Amen. And uh, man, they're headed out, and everything's happy. But if you study the Bible, God's not always in the sailing business. Sometimes He's in the sinking business. Take your Bibles tonight, turn away if you will, to First Kings, and you'll find First Kings chapter number twenty-two. First Kings chapter twenty-two. And here's the story of Jehoshaphat. This is the culmination of his testimony and how he ended his life. The Bible said that there was no king in Edom, but a deputy was the king. Are y'all there? 22, 1 Kings. And in verse 48, Jehoshaphat made ships of Tarsus to go down to Ophrah for gold. But they went not, for the ships were what? Broken. And then said Ahaziah, that's the son of Ahab, unto Jehoshaphat, let my servants go with thy servants in the ships. But Jehoshaphat would not. Understand, there was some good intentions here. While you're turning over to Second Chronicles chapter 20. There was some good intentions. They were going to go to Ophrah, a place that was noted for gold. And they were going to replenish the coffers of Judah and Israel. And it was a good cause. Uh, let, me, let me say, it's, it's, it's a good cause to put money back in the bank when you've depleted the funds of Israel in defense and they were doing a good thing yeah. Wasn't nothing wrong with it the Bible said in verse 31 or really you could read all through the, the acts of, of Jehoshaphat he was a good man but but he had a problem with compromise. the Bible said in verse 31 Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah and was thirty and five years old when he began to reign and he reigned 20 and 25 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Ashba, the daughter of Sheila. And he walked in the way of Asa's father and departed not from it. Now, he was a good man, doing that which was what? Right in the sight of the Lord. Howbeit the high places were not taken away, for as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto the God of their fathers. For the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Jehu, the son of Hananiah, who was mentioned in the book of the kings of Israel. Now watch this. There's some specifics about his life. And after this, did Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, join himself with Ahaziah, king of Israel, who did what? Now he didn't do very wickedly. He was a good man. In fact, you read about him in the previous verses, he worshiped the Lord. In verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head to his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. He was a good one. He was the right kind. But he had an ongoing problem. He couldn't draw no boundaries. He wanted all him likes on Facebook. He, he a Double-minded man's unstable. And here's what happened in verse 35. He joined himself with Ahaziah, the king of Israel, who did very wickedly. Verse 36, and he joined himself with him to make ships to go to Tarsus, and they made the ships of Eson, Gaber, and Eleazar, the son of Donovan of Marashai prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, because thou hast joined thyself three times. With Ahaziah, the Lord hath broken thy work, and the ships were broken that they were not able to go to Tarshish. His dying, listen to me, the last picture of the acts of Jehoshaphat are acts of compromise. The legacy they left behind was yoking up with the wrong crowd. Now, I want to hit it one more time so you'll get a real clear understanding. He wasn't the wrong crowd. He walked after the ways of his Asa, his father, and it said he departed not from it. But he's rubbing shoulders with the son of Ahab and Hillary. I mean Ahab and Jezebel, excuse me. And because of an alliance, an unscriptural alliance. God sunk his ships. Now mind you, he wasn't doing a bad thing. It was a good thing. I don't think it was out of a a, a motivation of, of of greed that he's going to go down to Oprah and gather this gold because it was two kings working together and it was the cause was a good cause. Amen. I mean, it was a good cause. We're going to help Israel. We're going to help God's chosen people. We're going we're going to get some money and it's going to be easier on them and we're going to have a good defense system. Praise God. That's what we need in America. Yeah. Not a bunch of sodomites in the foxhole. Yeah. But some men, and and he said, we're going to do the right thing, but he did it with the wrong person. Now, stay with me. God is in the ship sinking business, and I'm preaching, I'm looking at some preachers. I'm, I'm preaching to some young men, and you young men looking like preachers right now, I've watched a lot of y'all look just like you three look on the end until they got with some pied pipers. And the first thing they started doing was their hairstyles changed and their appearance changed and the terminology changed. Amen. All because they were influenced by an unscriptural alliance. Now, mind you, and I want you to get it, uh, Jehoshaphat didn't cheat on his wife. Jehoshaphat wasn't worshiping idols. He didn't go to a kiss concert. Amen. If he'd went to the Auburn Brothers, I'd have said amen to it. Can't you see what that woman's been doing to me? Can I get some help here? He didn't steal money from the offering plate. He didn't try to split the church. He didn't run off with a deacon's wife. All he did was start rubbing shoulders. And rubbing shoulders was somebody who's rubbing shoulders with the wrong crowd we're living in an hour of the ecumenical mindset has absolutely plagued our circles we're so desiring to have a, a number and you ought to be sober enough now, by now young man, young preacher that you ought to be able to see you can build a crowd and not build a church I'm a name caller old Rod Parsley across town that ain't no more scriptural if, if, if that world harvest, whatever, if that's a scriptural church, look at it. I'm an astronaut. And I'm landing my ship on the moon tonight. Somebody say amen. You say, I don't like name calling. Look up in here. You will tonight or you'll have to lump it, praise God. Our, our ranks, what they call bible believing fundamentalists. I'm a bible believing Baptist. But they talk about these. I've never seen such compromise. And they made some of these compromisers the poster boys of their conferences. One of them's preaching right now in North Carolina. He's the daddy, he's the granddaddy of all compromise. I don't see how leaders can endorse this man and embrace this man because he crosses every boundary. Don't y'all get quiet on me. If y'all think I'm scared to call out names, look at me. You're absolutely brain dead. And I'm still the pastor and teaching a Bible college. Is everybody okay? And I'm going to say some things. We're thinking we're just going to all end happily ever after. We're going to yoke up with these compromisers and rub shoulders with this crowd who's already proven that the ten thousand miles have no standards. Right now, one of these youth conferences is going on over in the Smoky Mountains. They, I'm telling you, it's got everything but smoke coming off the floor. Immodest, everything else, bunch of bunch of bunch of uh, jungle music. Anything starts off, to sounds too much like rap for me. Amen. Yeah. Is everybody listening? You don't have to like, I don't care if you like this or not. I was preaching this before Amen. you come in here. I speak way, and you better believe you're not going to shut me down, friend. The sword of the Lord ain't going to shut me down. No Bible college is going to shut me down. Hey, neighbor, they're compromising on every hand. They're compromising, and the leader's looking the other way. I'm going to tell you something, they, they're going to wind up just like Jehoshaphat, and it ain't going to be pretty in the end. Just to build a crowd, just to have peace, just to have another meeting, just to have the approval of somebody else, just to be patted on the back, just to be embraced and liked. Look up in here. Paul said, He said, Man, I'm telling you, we labor, whether absent or present, and we may be accepted of Him. You may want that circle's approval. I don't want any circle. Circles, if you travel in circles, you walk around like a dizzy dog. Somebody say amen. I'm going one way, praise God. And nobody calls names anymore. No, we'll call out, you know, T.D. Jakes, and we'll call out Old Parsley, and we'll, we may even call out Greg Locke. But they're on all the posters in the papers. Doing the same thing, my daddy died at 60 years old fighting. When daddy stood stood against Jerry Falwell to the compromise and said he's going the wrong way, man, the brethren shunned him, tried to shut him down. I mean, we got hate letters. He got death threats. Yeah, I kept my gun loaded like I do now. Is everybody okay? I'm not making this junk up, friend. Our our family lived in fear because he stood against Tim Lee and his compromise. Don't bow your head. And he died at 60 years of age under such stress because he took a stand. He was a healthy man. Never smoked a cigarette, never took a drink of beer, never had a t- alcohol to his lips, ate right, exercised. I'll tell you what, killed him, stress killed him. Everybody looks the other way now. Oh, but let's go see how it's doing in Lynchburg. Go check them out now. Just exactly what was prophesied. Some of y'all right now are flirting. And some of you young preachers, y'all better listen to me. All, all these bunch of rock stars. I, I don't have confidence in a man that everybody's endorsing. Hey, I, I don't even want to rub shoulders with a man who ain't been kicked out of something. Somebody say amen. You're, you don't, you don't meet my credentials for a brother. If you, if, if somebody don't hate you, somebody help me, man. Amen, man, friend. If everybody had put their proof, something wrong somewhere, friend. Amen. I had a woman come to me the other day. And said, I just don't like your preach. I said, get in line behind my wife, but I'm gonna keep on preaching, right Hey, man. I was preaching down in Georgia. A lady she said, if you was my husband, she said I'd poison you. I said, if you was my wife, I'd drink a gallon of it. Hey, Amen, Brother Tony. So let me say real quickly that when we when we develop unscriptural alliances, it's going to cause conflict with God. Now, you may not have conflict with man, and you may not have conflict with the periodicals, and you may not have conflict with the with the fellowships. Yep. And you may have conflict with the with the crowd and the masses. But I tell you what, I, I would rather be in conflict with, I sleep well when I know I've said the right thing behind this pulpit. When I've stood in the right place. I sleep very well, I rest well. I tell you when I don't rest well, when I should have said something I didn't say. When I should have, when I should have testified when I didn't, when I should have named it when I didn't. When I skirted the issue. Hey man, right, hey man, right there. I've never seen such such an ecumenical. Everybody try to find a reason to get along. How can two walk together except to be agreed? Gee, oh, I had a, I was preaching at one of the conferences a few years ago, and the pastor had already asked me. Now I want you to close this conference out. I could probably call his name. He's got a brother. Y'all all right? And whatever he does, and if he robbed a bank, his brother would drive the bless God getaway car. Somebody say amen bunch of Presbyterians, endorse a bunch of Calvinist Presbyterians, pedo-baptism, baby baptism straight out of hell. Anybody who would endorse a robe-wearing, baby-baptizing, five-point Calvinist faithless, I ain't touching it with a ten-foot pole If if it is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. Oh, you don't have to like this, sir. Back at you, friend. I gotta give an account for my opportunity. And these young people are falling. They're not falling, they're falling. They're just like you said. These little masters, those little servants between the master and the next generation, they got locked jaw. They got locked jaw. Won't say anything. And expected it all to come happily ever after. It ain't gonna happen like that. I've watched it long enough. I, I didn't just fall off the wagon yesterday, friend. I look at these compromisers and they act like they've been, we've always been like this. Where do you think I've been for the last 40 years? 45. I knew what you used to say. I knew, hey, it was all fine, but when daddy died, they got in daddy's name on all these buildings. One of them asked me, said, now we want to bury Curtis Hudson on our property. And God give me enough insight to know the dude's going to compromise sooner or later. Because all institutions compromise. Organisms like the church, it'll always be. But institutions, they'll, all, they'll fold sooner or later. Man-made stuff. And the Holy Ghost said, you better not do that. Because I can see you in the middle of the night after that dude compromises. Going up there with a backhoe. <laughs> you know, building and battling. Twelve gauge in one hand, bless God, and the handles of a backhoe in the other digging up that body and taking him off that desecrated ground. Somebody help me. Is everybody okay? And you're expecting it all to work out. It didn't work out for Jehoshaphat. Look up in here, good neighbor. And it ain't gonna work out for you. You can't rub up with that crowd. All he did was associate. joined himself. His picture was on the same poster. And once you put that picture on that poster, it's on the internet. It don't matter if you recant later. It'll be there forever. Amen. You better check out who you preach with. I'm saying to you, man, it conflicts. God didn't like it. It conflicts with the purpose of God. He's confronted by the prophet. Nobody likes that anymore. I just don't believe y'all that you shouldn't say anything. If you can't say nothing good, don't say it at all. That's the biggest false, that's the biggest misnomer. Why did it say cry aloud and spare not? Why does does it say in in Titus and Tim to mark those brothers that walk not after our tradition, not after our doctrine? If anybody died the virgin birth, we'd automatically write them off. I hope you're that far along. But he said they don't even act like we do, our traditions... Not doctrinal position, but our traditions. They don't look like we look, sound like we sound, use the Bible we use. Then 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 it said to call them out that they may be ashamed. They say that's evil speaking. No, evil speaking is an intention to hurt somebody. To defend the faith, earnestly contending. Either you are contending or you're compromising. And we've got a room full tonight. Who you're so worried about public's opinion, and you're so worried you're going to be rid off. You're so worried about about, about politically correctness that listen, you wouldn't preach you would you wouldn't preach against a you wouldn't preach against a snake if you had one wrapped around your neck. If you did, you wouldn't call him by name. You'd just say he's a serpent. You wouldn't say rattle. You wouldn't say moccasin. You wouldn't say copperhead. Amen. man, you just trying to let right a guess at it. Because you're scared, the fear of man's a snare. You say that's cocky, no, that's not. It's called courage. Oh, John the Baptist called him out. He didn't get his head. Look up in here, neighbor. God, the, hey, John the Baptist didn't get his head cut off for picking a banjo. When he looked over at Herod's brother, said, "Look up in here, you it up, Pauls. That's straight out of hell. That ain't right." As long as he preached the gospel and bragged on the Lamb of God, even, even the Pharisees said he's a shining light. Why don't you just preach the gospel? What about those things that accompany salvation? What about the whole council of God? Yeah, I'm just saying to you, he was confronted, this prophet came, and I, I, I won't preach all of it, but verse 37, he, he's the son of Donovan. He, he's of Marashai. Marashai meant a handed down. It meant, it meant an inheritance, the land of inheritance. He'd been given something. You, you young boys. I don't know why I'm picking on you three tonight, but just right there. I'm gonna tell y'all something. You, you're in this room. You've been given much just to be associated in this room. And I don't know y'all's names, but if you start running around with this CT Townsend and all that stuff, look up in here. Look up in here. Listen, I'll call you out like the rest of them compromisers. Don't bow your head. I'm not ready to pray yet. Man, he's some lot of golden calf. You can't even touch him. You can preach me everything. But don't you say nothing about him. Bunch of secular music.
0: Yeah.
1: Just go look what they're doing at that arise conference. Yeah. Yeah. Dear God, just the just the band practice was enough to give me the creeps. Somebody help me. Yeah. Yeah, don't you? Oh, I got him right, brother. Hey, brother Alden, go ahead and crank the car. Go ahead and load that thing. Amen. Get it ready. Everybody okay? I was preaching before I come in, and I'll preach you when I leave here too. And you better believe I'll preach you when I leave here. I've never seen such, such they look the other way. And when a prophet calls it out, he's the problem. I'm just doing what I've been taught to do. I'm just all I'm doing is following my servant. I had a servant named Curtis Hudson. I had a servant named Jack Howes. I had a servant named Tom Malone. I had a servant named Harold B. Seidler. I had a servant named Oliver B. Green. And I'm just following my servants. But I'm in trouble. Some of y'all right now, yeah, it's bothering y'all because y'all don't know who I'm going to call out next, like Joe Arthur. Amen. 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 Preach anywhere, anytime for anybody. Amen. 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 Leave his own mama's funeral to go preach somewhere. And I, I hope you, recovering fundamentalists, are getting this one. Amen. Hey, because that's better preaching than you're going to hear in a long time. Amen. Is everybody listening? Amen. Look the other way and it ain't going to turn out like you think it is. Look the other way, and it ain't going to turn out like you think it is. Amen. Amen. Run with anybody, anytime. He joined himself. Now, I want you to divide it, you Bible scholars. And when you get through, it's going to be exactly what I'm preaching. He joined himself. He yoked up. He put, he gave his approval to what was going on. You can't preach with a bunch of compromisers and not get it on you. You're not only accountable for what you do, you're accountable for what people think you're doing. Walk circumspectly. Oh, Billy Kelly said that's like a that's like a Tomcat walking on the top strand of a wire fence with two pit bulls on either side. He said he's real careful where he puts his foot down. Be real careful where you stand, where you who you yoke up with. Ecumenical. It's it, It's never. It's never been stronger than it is today. We're so desiring some fellowship. Till you learn to walk a long, you're not going to walk for long. It's preaching time. Oh, I've got y'all now. This, still got, this still got. Now, now that I've what had busted the ice, let's go and preach a little while, right y'all. Somebody should have been saying this a long time ago. I don't understand how they're getting by. I'm telling you, some of these boys—they ought to be—they're the, they're the, they're the Hunter Biden of fundamentalism, and, and all these bunch of politics—all they're doing—they're FBI and CIA. They're just going around covering up for them. Bless God, I ain't covering up for them. I'm sick and tired of it, desecrating, desecrating our heritage. Hey, name droppers trying to trying to put in like Seigler would approved of it. Dr. Seidler was so ultra-separated when he, when he had announced the children's home, he said, if you got Southern Baptist orphans, send them somewhere else. Are y'all okay? Yeah. He said, if you got Southern Baptist orphans, send them somewhere. We're an independent Baptist church. Is everybody listening to me? I got it on tape, Hoss. Is everybody right? I, hey, you say, what do you believe? Ask Seidler whatever he said. That's what I believe. Amen, friend. Look up in here, neighbor. It's preaching time. We've lost our backbone. We've lost our discernment. We ain't got no discernment. We can't tell a saw so log from a sapling. We can't tell a stick from a log. And everybody just rubbing up on it and getting their Bible signed.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Got to have them or but I'm going to have a crowd at the conference. He's a drawing card. Amen. Young preacher asked me, he said, why come they don't have you at such and such? And I just turned it around. I said, why do they have you? And before he could answer, I said, because they know what I'm going to say. And they know what you're not going to say. I was preaching at one of those conferences that one I have got on where I was supposed to close out every year. To book, book it now forever, spring conference. You always close it out. And his brother called me, said, "I said, said, bro wants to know what you're preaching on this time. They've never done that before. I said, well, I'm preaching on the words of Christ. He said, oh, okay. About 10 minutes later, he come back and said, what words? <laughs> you know, like I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. He said, think not, you think it too much. Some of y'all think it, too, I don't know why I'm on this side. Of, you boys look at me. Y'all stand up, all three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> hey, think not that I've come to bring peace. Where'd you get that from? Jesus, red letter. Think not, he said, you think it too much. Yeah. Think not, but he said, I've come to bring a sword. What does a sword do, young man? It divides. Yeah. A sword defends. Yeah. A sword defeats. Yeah. All right. All right. You can be seated. This point number one. Scriptural alliances. God's going to sink your ship because it conflicts. It conflicts with His purpose. You'll be confronted by the prophet. There's God always has had a voice. They've always been hated. They've always been ostracized. Count on it. They've. I mean, listen, they've always been pushed aside. Voice of one crying in the wilderness. But I tell you what, praise God, it's comfortable out there when God's with you. Sheriff, that brook's fine when God's over there, will you? The raven's right. By the way, those old prophets in that cave, they were getting bread and water. The prophets in the cave by the 50s, guess what Elijah was eating? Meat. <laughs> he was a carnivore. Somebody say amen. He was an alpha male. I need help, praise God. Eat meat, praise God. I can't stay here because I got several points. Can y'all handle some more preaching? And I'll go back and say all that again. I ain't called out all the names yet. I'm going to get to some more. I don't understand it. You're so divisive. I thought that's kind of what God was. You're going to have, somebody's got to say something. Unscriptural alliances. It said the ships were broken. That they were not able to go to Tarsus. Look at this. Acts chapter 27, you're familiar. Yep. You're rocklodon. Yes. Now I'm preaching truth tonight. I'm not preaching opinion. Mm-hmm. And if you want to argue with me, I got more Bible in what I'm saying than you, than you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So don't try to come here and say, now why'd you call out? Don't don't because yeah. when I when I get through, you you go, you don't, if you're already leaning towards compromise, you don't want me to give you the rest yeah. of this. Because yeah. then you're going to be accountable for it. Yeah. Then, you, then you're going to have to say, oh 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 oh, oh, oh 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 let's not take it that far, you know, let's not go with the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts 27, there they are. Now when it was time spent, verse 9, they were sailing, was dangerous, because the, 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 the fast was now almost past. And Paul admonished them, that's he just admonished. He didn't bar down. He wasn't hacking. Wasn't sucking wind. Wasn't sweating and slobbering. He just said, hey, y'all, That's in, this is in the original, this is in the, this is in the received text. This is in the textus receptus. He said, hey, y'all. He didn't say you guys. No. You guys is excess baggage left over the northern end. People in the South sound so feminine saying guys. We, we, don't, we don't say guys, we say y'all. We say, how y'all doing? And if we look, is a plural of you know, y'all. know you And if it possessive, is that y'all's? <laughs> Over in East Tennessee and Western North Carolina, it's in Kentucky, they say y'uns. Is that y'uns? Y'all okay? What he was saying was, now look here, y'uns. He admonished them. What worse am I in? Amen. And he said to them, sirs, I perceive that this voyage is going to be with hurt and much damage. It wasn't the way he was saying it. I don't believe he said, "Now nah, praise God, listen. I, I admonish you, brother. I, I believe, hey, you better listen to me. I, I believe it's going to be a voyage. It's going to be a bad voyage. I, I mean, we're going to lose some things. Hallelujah. Whoa. Hey, listen, look up in here. I'm trying to preach. No. He very politely said, y'all, I just, you know, I got a little Holy Ghost perception that we're not going to turn out good. It's not going to turn out good. But nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than the things which were spoken by Paul, let me just stop and tell you. Paul writes over half the New Testament. He raised Eutychus from the dead. He got beaten. Dead was caught up into the third heaven. Hey, y'all, all all right? He got saved on the Damascus Road. Ain't nobody ever got saved like that. He's the apostle born out of due season. Now, we all got saved the same by grace through faith, but ain't nobody ever seen a light on the road. It's preaching time. Y'all stay with me. And, and this crowd's got the audacity. Yep. And this crowd. And the crowd on that internet. Yeah. Yeah. it has got the audacity to question. Yeah. Yeah. This is why they question. Notice why they didn't like it because the haven was not commodious. They want something easy. Right. Comfort. No conflict, no confrontation. Just say what we want to hear. That's what we are. We've reached the place where all they want to hear is those. That's what Paul said. The time will come. Paul said the time will come without an endure sound doctrine like I told them over in Acts. I told them what was going to happen in 27. He said I told them exactly what was going to happen it wasn't going to be good but they didn't listen to me because right. they, they 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 for the time preach the word be instant and season out of season, reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering doctrine for the time will come when they'll endure sound doctrine but after their own lust lust is a desire for the forbidden lust is always sexual connotation it's just anything off limits it's anything that the church restricts anything that the pastor preaches against Anything that the Bible clearly uh, d- right. d- preaches, stands stands against in opposition to. Amen. So they're going to have itching ears. Yes. It's what the crowd wants. Tell me what I want to hear. Yes. Nothing. Nothing's more comfortable than to have an itch scratched. I come in from the hayfield, My wife's nails ain't real long. I don't like too long of nails when you make it on biscuits. Yes. I don't want no funk under there. Somebody say yes. amen everybody okay but she got long enough bless God when she, she, she rakes my back starts braiding that hair <laughs> now the time she makes about three or four strokes across that back I'm real relaxed my eyes get heavy I mean I sound like a beached whale over there on that bed but what are people They want to be scratched ten steps to a better self image tell me it's okay for me to do this Tell me it's okay for, for, for me to let my wife wear immodest clothing and still be a preacher. Tell me it's okay to have anything goes at these, at these youth conferences with that music that's borderline if not over, overboard. And with all that, with a message ain't never gonna preach anything that's never gonna name sin, never gonna name it, all generic, never call out sin. Never, it's always happy, happy, happy. Tell me how it's all right, but don't tell me don't go on this journey. The voyage I'm on I like because it's getting me more meetings, it's getting me more likes on Facebook, it's getting me more following. And any prophet that preaches against that is just jealous. No, sir, I would be embarrassed to do what you're doing. I I would be embarrassed to take the position you take. I've I've been taught better than that. I couldn't sleep at night. Amen. Paul said, don't do it. But see that unsound. Adherence will sink your ship, because they thought, "Well, there's nothing wrong. It's going to be fine." Man, they left, and supposing the wind (verse 13), they're just blowing soft. When they've attained their purpose, loose and thence, but not long after, there arose a tempestuous wind. And if you start naming the storm, she's a battle. know like church split. Somebody say amen. We've had nine of those. I've enjoyed this ninth one better than I have all the previous eight. Is everybody? There? I'm not going to take, y'all don't care if I take my time because I, I believe tonight I got a message. I think I, I, think I got a message tonight. Unsounded here Who are you listening to? These self-proclaimed gurus I mean, it's incredible what people will, will submit themselves Amen. to. Because they got a good website. They're deceptive. Supposingly, the wind blew softly. They didn't know there was a soft wind up front, but there was a whirlwind behind. That, that's the deception. That's the master deceiver. That's how Satan does. Boy, you'll like this. Everybody, you'll love it. Your teenagers will love this. Why? 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 And you, you know, you preachers, you're losing your kids to that because you're scared to death to call somebody out. Well, I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared if I say anything, I'm going to lose them. If you're scared to say something, you've already lost them. If if mom and daddy is scared to say, you don't need to listen to him. You don't need to look at him, look at the crowd he yokes up with. You don't need to go that direction. You need to stay with his old time. And when you, well, they're deceiving. In the end, those unsound, those unsound adherents, when you listen to the wrong crowd, it's, it's destructive. It never turns out the way they said it did. The proof's in the scripture over you see how it turn out for them well they went on but verse 41 they lost their hind end somebody say amen and falling into a place where two seas met they ran the ship aground and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves i wonder how many of our church how many of you leaders right here if you lose yours Because you listen to that crowd out in West Coast that I used to preach for, that my daddy's got names on the buildings, who's my daddy rolling over in his grave. I'd like to go take the names off. It wouldn't hurt my feelings again if they did. I don't want. To, I don't want his legacy marred with that kind of stuff. Don't y'all get mad? Look up in here. I'm just trying to help you because I was following this servant. I was following the servant. Hoss, come here. You act like you're homeschooled. Get up here. When I say jump, jump. Say hi-hi, where you want me to land? I was following the servant. And my daddy made sure I was following him. And Dr. Seidler made dead sure I was following him. And Mays Jackson made sure I was following him. I didn't have a lot of options. Hey, I I was raised on drugs. I was drug Sunday morning, drug Sunday night, and drug Wednesday night. They made sure, they made sure I was following. I'm talking about on Sunday night after church, guess what I was doing? I was at the radio station, listening to my daddy preach weak messages. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 30-minute message. I've done been in church all day long, but guess what? Hey, I was following my master. You all right? Go sit down. I might need you again. Everybody, watch this, friend. But I don't want to make them go to church. You made them take showers, and now how long does that teenage boy stay in there? Runs every drop of water out the hot water tank. It's preaching. No, y'all, I, it, it, y'all ain't going to handle this. Y'all can't handle this. Well, here we go. That's all introduction. Brother Tracy, am I telling them the truth? Here's the message. Take your Bibles and turn to Luke 5. I'm talking about God sinking some ships. God's in a ship sinking business. Oh, we're going to make it to the other side. Happy sailing chapter 5 in Luke. Y'all found it yet? Well, I hadn't if a preacher keeps saying, this is a brand new Bible. It's sticking all the time. Here it is. And it came to pass, verse 1, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Jenezareth. He saw two ships by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them. They were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which is Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. But as he said, when he sat down, he taught the people out of the ship. Now, I want to watch that video when I get to heaven. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let you nets down for a draw. Now notice he didn't want him to just fish on the bank. Where did he want that ship? Deep. Okay. Now, now let's let's look at it strategically. Where did Jesus want the boat? In the shallow or in the deep? Okay. Nevertheless, he said, at thy word I'll let down the net. Now all your life you've heard it preached. You know, I'm going to show you something nobody else showed you. All you've heard was just imagine if he had been obedient. Because if he had a fish with the two nets, because he just told him to put down nets. Y'all got red letter? Look what it says, nets, plural. But he just let down the net. Okay, let's get the picture. He's in the deep water. Let's don't add to the scripture. Let's rightly divide this thing. Just like it says. And when they had done this, they enclosed the great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto the partners, which were on the other side of the ship, that they should come to help them. Now, first of all, why didn't ask Jesus? He's the one who told them to go out there and drop that net. Now I know what you've been told because I have been too. If he had, look what if he had just obeyed. Look how many more fishes he would have caught. Yeah, right. But you, you really ain't a Bible believer because if he had caught any more fishes, the Bible said that they came and they filled both ships so that they began to sink. With how many nets? One net sinking two ships. That ain't right. That ain't natural. That ain't the norm. He had two nets. He had maybe four or five nets. Nets, plural, I don't know how many he had. But I know he had more than one but one net was sinking how many ships? <laughs> notice he didn't they didn't say Jesus come help us because yeah. I believe Peter knew it in the first place wow. yeah. I tell you what he's trying to do is sink that ship yeah. you study it out we won't turn there but in mark chapter one it said that they forsook their nets. He said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They forsook their nets, but they didn't forsake their ship. In fact, the sons of Zebedee, yeah. it said in that same passage Mark, said, and they forsook their nets, but they told their daddy, said, well, won't you keep the ships, and we're going to hire some people to fish for us while we're out here with this Jesus thing, and c- just in case it don't work out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, down, just in case he gets crucified. Because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. John 21 Let's go over there a minute. I'm talking about God sinking some ships. The ships of unscriptural alliance, the ship of unsound adherence. But I'm going to tell you where God's going to sink a ship and he's going to do it. He's doing it now. He's going to sink the ship of unfaithful allegiance. Things didn't turn out the way that Simon Peter desired them to after the crucifixion. Verse three: Simon saith unto them, "I'll go fishing." And they said unto him, "We also go with thee." And they went forth. And they went and went to uh, the, see what. No, and they no, they went. Then they went to a Google search. They went to Facebook Marketplace. They went to the flea market. They went to the yard sale. Found him a boat. Nah. They went and immediately entered a ship. The whole time he'd been serving the Lord Jesus Christ, he had a boat docked. And from the from the conception of his call, God tried to sink that ship. Now y'all can do any way y'all want to. I mean you can you go any route you want to, but if one day I'd sink sinking two boats, ma'am. God was trying to sink that ship. And he didn't walk on the water. Uh, And they knew not to call him because as soon as it started sinking, Peter's getting it registered. You know, when you get disciplined, usually you know what's going on. Why is God doing this to me? Oh, stop that. Either he's conforming or he's correcting. And that ship started sinking. He didn't say, oh, Lord, I'm, oh, get help. He knew. Lord was wanting to sink his ship. Amen. He called that other ship, come on over here, help us, y'all. Y'all, y'all, come on, here, help me. Didn't say Lord. Yeah, right. Beckoned his partners. That's what, I, all you compromise as partners. Yeah, right. They got likes, they got an entourage, me and my gang. I mean, they always got a, somebody around them. Right. They f- come in the house, got four or five following them. With the little rainbow socks on. Look look like Pee-Wee Herman got the sh- got the britches, britches at too short. Little old cup, little old little old Amen, look, look Amen. Oh, you ain't gotta like it. I've already got to the point now. I got drunk in the Holy Ghost. I don't care what I say anymore. I'm about staggering up here. I done got off the chain, friend. You know what? I wonder what boat you got docked on the coastline of your Christianity. And every time difficulty comes, every time a hard message like this, what do you go back to? What do you run back to and get back on?
0: What
1: you got tied up somewhere on the shoreline of your salvation? That every single time you get in a conflict, get in something, get in a situation, and, you know, you're uneasy. I'm, well, I, you know, he, he went immediately. Another one of those accounts, the synoptics, it says, and they forsook all, but they didn't forsake it for long. How long can you forsake the boat and the nets? Most of the time it just said they forsook the nets. They forsook the nets. One time it said they forsook all. But after about the first week or two, he called back and said, hey, y'all, dock that boat over there. Put it in dry storage for me. Because, man, we were out here the other day. (laughs) Jesus is saying some hard. I eat his flesh and drink his blood. I'm a little bit questioning that. Yeah. Dr. Ruckman didn't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is everybody okay? Uh, might, uh, we, we may be taking this too far. Uh, and you got your boat. got you, but when your wife gets mad at you, you got, you got that uh, ex-girlfriend's number on the phone. On. Ain't all marriages going to be happy all the time. You live with a woman according to knowledge. You already knew that. She wasn't happy all the time before you married her. Dear God, it ain't going to get no better. <laughs> she just talks, my wife didn't support me. You're supposed to support her. She's not an encourager. No. <laughs> do you got Do you got clean drawers? <laughs> <laughs> Just shut your mouth, Just Stay married. Yeah. You go back, don't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I've had some boats in my life. At I, I, I'm supposed to be a football player. I'm supposed to play ball the next level. I'm tall enough, fast enough. I was plenty strong. Enough. I had I, I, brother Alden. See, I played for Riverdale High School, one of the number one high schools in the state of Tennessee. Five A. I mean, I was in the papers every week. This ain't make believe. All the coaches, my my daddy, man, he, he when I announced my call to preach, man, it grieved him. So real nervous. He loved football. Somebody say, yeah. man, <laughs> we didn't know what soccer was. Yeah. Yeah. First time I heard it, I said, give me a purple when I want a soccer. Help me. <laughs> That's, did you know what soccer is that's the, that's the that's the game for the one world government that one world church sure it is it's universal i just thought i'd throw that in i'm a little tipsy tonight just going to say a few things for I set out. I, I don't tell everybody this, but some of y'all are my friends, and I wish all y'all was my friends, because I ain't trying to hurt y'all. And those other men I mentioned, I've known them very closely. They're not my—they're my friends. But a good friend, hey, friends don't let friends drive ecumenical. Friends don't let friends drive praise out of the will of God, hey, out of the boundaries of the Scripture. Friends don't let friends do that. It's preaching time. I've been in the yoke with all of them. Something happened. I've had boats. I I, I go through town. I pastor in a town I I went to high school in. And I'll see billboards of realtors. And I went to school with a dude. Like he was like brain dead. Like dumb. Had no people skills. You know, like inbred. Like a... his uncle's his brother, you know. Are y'all listening to me? And then I'm looking at dudes making millions. And and honestly, I mean, I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but you know, I could sell an Eskimo, a bikini, somebody say amen. And I think, man, how did he do that? Man, you could And you could have some big beats to make real love offerings. You understand, so many preachers, they, they make enough money to burn a wet mule a dollar at a time. Yeah. I don't even make enough to pay my dry cleaning and my gas bill and feed that big old hog of a deacon with me when we go somewhere. <laughs> Y'all all right? Yeah. Old Brother Bobby Robins preaching at Not shame Baptist Church. is up around Winston, North Carolina and he Preaching and after he preached a week revival, he got he got a paper bag had about forty seven dollars in it. He, he called me. He said, "I was preaching and not ashamed." He said, "I'd have been ashamed if I'd have got that after a week." Somebody help me, friend. Yeah. Y'all all right? Yeah. I mean, I get that. Man, you could have done better than that. If you're not careful, you will get back on that ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We we don't retire. We don't quit preaching. We surely don't transition. What we do, we refire. Amen. It ain't quitting time. Amen. Some of you could have been successful a lot of things, but God called you. Some of you could do more. I'm telling you, but but God's put you in a place. Amen. Whatever you do, don't get back on that ship. Amen. Old Gavin Flatty's having a meeting at our church this weekend He's developed such a, a crowd. I didn't give. Can I, get, I didn't give you all this outline. If I close that, it means I ain't going to go back to it. Amen. Thank you, sir. I was waiting on somebody to say that. Old Gavin got saved, and I preach against everything. Man, I preached I'm I'm minded I believe a knack bridge of in my nose, keep both eyeballs at the same time. I mean, I, I want to stay about, about this narrow. And I was preaching against old George Jones. Vern. And that's hard for me to do. <laughs> I mean, the flesh lusts against the spirit, old Vern Godstone, Merle Haggard. And man, he had box sets of George Jones and Haggard. All of He had box sets of all. He got saved, man. Got to come into preaching. You know, brother Gavin. And man, he he, he got under conviction, man. And he, and he went to his cousin, redneck, and said, "Hey, man, put these up somewhere." He said, "Cause you know they're worth a lot." And said, "Man, brother Tony's like he's out, he's out younger. And I surely don't want to be having at my house him come visit." He said, "So just put it up somewhere." What he was saying, I may, you know, I may sell that yeah. later. I may cash that in. Hey, man, you know what he had? He had a little ship docked. What ship have you got docked? Let's stand together. Some of you tonight need to sink some ships.